It's This Week in Bourbon, where I just wrapped up 800 miles of driving through Ohio, but I'm here with you now. And here's your headlines for September 23rd, 2022. Former Virginia ABC employee pleads guilty on embezzling information regarding bourbon releases. Bartstown Bourbon Company retires their Fusion Series, and Maker's Mark releases the Barrel Rotation Wood Finishing Series. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Welcome back, everybody. This week in bourbon, a very, a very for me, a very tired, very tired this week in bourbon. It was uh, just wrapped up, literally, as came home not more than 10 minutes ago from the fifth stop in the Ohio leg of the road trip tour. And now I like got home, got to get in here, got to record, got to get this week in bourbon done. So we hit our Friday deadline. Imaginary yeah, was, deadline. Uh, well, I was about to text you. I'm like, I'm sure we can miss one week in this week of bourbon. <laughs> I think uh, people will survive. But hey, I appreciate it. And how was Ohio? Ohio was great. You know, it was one of those things that this was like the real true test, I felt like, because, you know, we, we talked that we had our first one at Liquor Barn, but it, it feels kind of weird in your backyard. This one was actually going and figuring out you know, all the, all the people who's going to come out and you just sit there and you cross your fingers and you hope people are going to show up. And 
by God, I was kind of surprised the first time it was, I go, we go to Toledo and I go there the first morning I set up and within five minutes of setup, there's a line of 10 people waiting for me. And I was like, this is the coolest feeling in the world. I can't believe people are here like wanting to listen and talk and get bottle signed and everything like that. So it was a, it was a really kind of cool thing to, to see that happen. And hopefully we can continue that trajectory and, and motion going into new states and everything like that as we continue this going on, because it was definitely a really cool feeling. And, you know, usually I think between pretty much all the sites are around like 20 to 40 people that showed up. So it was a really cool thing. And I appreciate everybody coming out and showing your support and being a part of it. But I do want to give a, a few special few special shout outs as well, because I had set up private tastings every night of the week as well, because I just tried to make the most of our time there and make sure we try to impact as most people. And so I want to just say thanks to Jason Miller, Adam Metz and Chad Held for setting up private tastings this week. Uh, and I also want to, you know, there's so many people I met this week that I can't say thank you enough. And Ryan knows me well enough. I can't remember names for anything anyway. So, but I do want to say thank you. Surprised you remember mine. (laughs) Actually, it was kind of funny. There was a a guy here today at the Dayton tasting and he comes up and he goes, oh, my name's Ryan. I go, I can't forget that name. And then when it comes time to sign his bottle, I go, what's his name again? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, it was Ryan. It was Ryan. But uh, there's there's two more shout outs I got to give here too as well. So uh, Shane Bruner, he gifted us with some wood arc woodworking pieces so i'll be able to show you those next time you come and check it out but here's one and this is for you ryan so somebody said you know what i heard ryan talk about this on this week in bourbon uh and so ben northam i met him from cleveland and he gave me this shirt because he said that you need this shirt <laughs> so I love or, it. they'll go yes. i got a ross and squib hat so now i just need a sweatshirt or t-shirt. yeah is that go. a t-shirt or sweatshirt it's a sw- it's a t-shirt yeah awesome. so it was uh you had mentioned on here it was like yeah we need a ross and squib t-shirt and he has the ability to go and make all these t-shirts so he was like i'm gonna make ryan a t-shirt i'm definitely wearing that next uh bourbon community roundtable but glad you had a great time in ohio thankfully it was just you if it if I were there, there would be zero people in line. You think? Case. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody. You're the native, you though. You're from Ohio. so I am from you Ohio. Know, they like the local boy. But everybody asked where you were, and I had to tell them, it's it's seeding season. Uh, He's busy. Po- it's poking holes in the ground, planting seeds. <laughs> Seeding the world one yard at, in Louisville at a time. <laughs> yeah. But this was a, it was a fun and interacting experience. Is one of those things that, like I said, you, you, hope that people show up and it was just a really humbling experience. I'm just glad people did. And it was an honor to meet a lot of people, the listeners out there. Can't say again, thank you so much for the support. And, you know, we were able to kind of convey that a lot saying, you know, that's going to be the the way that we can get into bourbon full time is when the, the bourbon brand can kind of, you know, pick up some steam and stuff like that. So make sure you tell your friends and share it with your friends. And, you know, it's always that, that one sip that'll get you. And it was funny because there's Spread a lot the of people. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were like, you know what? I like the rye more than the bourbon. And we're like, I know, it's it's pretty damn good rye. We, I know. We had that theme over the, I'm sure we'll talk about bourbon festival, but people at bourbon festival like, I'm not a rye drinker. And then they're like, then they drink the rye and they're like, okay, I can get down with this one. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't even talk about bourbon fest because that, that all happened this week too. It was all even before our last this week in bourbon. So that yeah, was a... That was a hectic three days as well. That was nonstop action at the booth. 
Yeah, I was tired after Bourbon Fest, and then Kenny just tripled down and was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to Ohio and talk more Bourbon Pursuit, Pursuit United. 800 miles later, here we are, back again, still talking about it. That's right. It's fresh in my mind. I tell you what, if I don't have my elevator pitch down by now, I never will. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that while I was on an aerator seating, I was like, hopefully Kenny has like refined his speech and reduced it down <laughs> Cut all the fluff out of it by now. I'm yeah, sure he's I'm gotten pretty good at it. Down down to about two and a half minutes, I think, is what it's at now. Oh, wow. That's that's huge for you. Because <laughs> usually <laughs> we, get a, we do our in-depth tastings, and it's, we can tell that whole story. It takes a full hour to be able to it do could, it. It could, yeah. If you, yeah, if you tell all the details, it can take a while. But, uh, yeah. Anywho, yeah, I'm sure people are tired of our Ohio trip and Bourbon Fest week. All right. All right, that's it. Let's go ahead and let's get to the news. So the first one is coming from Beam Suntory. They said last Wednesday that they're aiming to, do, to produce more Jim Beam bourbon while also cutting back on their greenhouse gas emissions. The company said it would invest nearly $400 million in renewable energy systems while boosting bourbon production at its largest Kentucky distillery, the Booker No Distillery that's in Boston, Kentucky. And it's going to see a capacity increase by 50%, and that's in order to meet a growing demand for its bourbon. It also plans to reduce the distillery's greenhouse gas emissions by using the same percentage, and that will power the facility with renewable natural gas, which is an upgrade from the methane-heavy biogas. Beam also said it has entered into an agreement with Three Rivers Energy Partners to build another facility across the street to transfer and convert waste. The process will use high-quality, low-cost fertilizer, which will also be made available to local farmers. The project is expected to be completed by 2024, and by then, the company said the Booker No Distillery will be 65% powered by renewable natural gas and 35% by fossil-based natural gas. Yep, hitting all the buzzwords for today, you know. Well, you're in this industry. <laughs> is, is, is there such a thing as low-cost fertilizer right now? No, I mean, I mean, I guess if you're giving them cow shit or, uh, <laughs> you know, old corn, I guess that's low-cost. You know, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because I know you have to do fertilizer that's stuff just, like that. But you, that's yeah. probably a different type of fertilizer. You're not using cow shit when you spread stuff, spread it around. No, nah, people don't typically like that in their lawns. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're like uh, the least stinky. I don't care if it's organic or not. Does it kill bugs and doesn't smell? That's all they and care about. Keep the grass green. That's all. That's, that's all right. Yeah. You know, all right. But uh, yep. I learned something new. Good for that. Well. So this is our first headline, is that in front of Hanover County Circuit Court Judge John Overton Harris, this Monday, Edgar Smith Garcia, he's 28 years old, of Manassas, he pleaded guilty to computer trespassing. He was sentenced to two years in prison, which were suspended for five years on the condition of good behavior. This was according to the Virginia ABC. So the former sales associate for the Virginia ABC, he pled guilty to felony of a computer trespassing and embezzling the authority's inventory list of high demand and limited availability limited availability bourbons that was allegedly sold to online bourbon hunting groups. Garcia must pay a $600 fine and is banned from all Virginia ABC property. Three other charges for embezzlement, conspiracy to embezzle, and conspiracy computer trespassing were also dropped as a part of the plea agreement. Earlier this year, conspiracy theories about an employee selling insider information was flying among whiskey enthusiasts and the Virginia ABC's allocated bourbon list from its shelves. And that was back in April. The Virginia ABC rolled out a new randomized way to purchase on-demand allocated bourbon. Garcia was a lead sales associate from February 14th, 2020 through March 25th, 2022. The charges were based on allegations that Garcia, as an ABC employee, had access to an internal list of the agency's allocated liquor products 
that was not available to the public. Garcia then provided that information to Robert Williams, uh, sorry, Robert William Adams of 45 of Newport, who said that he had a private, private Facebook page and Adams would release the information to his subscribers who would pay him $300 each for access. The ABC's Bureau of Law Enforcement initiated a criminal investigation in partnership with other enforcement entities, which led to the two men being charged. Adams is scheduled to appear in Hanover, Hanover Circuit Court on December 12th. So it sounds like he's a good businessman. No telling how much money he made, and he's only has to pay six hundred dollars in fines. <laughs> That's true, six hundred dollar fine. I mean, can't go into a Virginia ABC, which I guess at this point you go. Well, I guess I'll just pick it up and go move to a different state. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not much of a deterrent. Uh, six hundred dollar fine. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's I'd a say light about slap that. on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, little, little slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's that's not too bad. I think we, you know, we talked about this last time, you know, he's in his late twenties. It's, he probably just made a dumb mistake. Didn't really think about it. He probably didn't know exactly how intense it was to be doing something like this, but we know bourbon geeks, they get mad, man. They, they go after it. And so when you give somebody an unfair advantage, they, they're going to, they're going to want to take it to the fullest. Yeah. They get butt hurt when you take their blends. <laughs> That's you know? pretty much what it is. <laughs> Adams is all like, I could tell you where you get Blanton's today, buddy. I got all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait here and end of the year to figure out exactly what Adams' uh, penalty is going to be. I would imagine, I don't really know, what like what can he get in trouble for? Because all he did is just get information from them. Yeah. But is that is that like conspiracy to engage or like anything like that? I have no idea. I don't know. Like, is he an accomplice or something? I don't know. Is yeah, that... I guess the accomplice is kind of looking at it. But, it, but is, there, is there something illegal? It's only a $400 fine for an accomplice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're going to get half as much, three quarters. Yeah. $400. We call it, get it out of here, and, make some news. And no blends for three years. You're done. <laughs> but I only needed one more letter. Yeah, I need that one last letter to complete the shot ski. <laughs> I was going to send it to Buffalo Somebody Trace. Somebody's going to pay me a thousand dollars for it. <laughs> so, Bluegrass Bottling is a Kentucky-based woman-owned business, and they're going to construct a new fifty thousand square foot bottling facility on its ninety-eight acres in Lancaster, Garrard County, with a six point two five million dollar investment. The new Bluegrass Bottling facility will operate under the name Poor Ridge Distillery. And this project will more than double the company's storage space to a total of 49,000 square feet. Bluegrass Bottling will retain its current staff of 14 in its current bottling facility in neighboring Lincoln County, where the company will maintain a distribution presence. The new bottling facility is expected to add an additional 27 full-time jobs, and construction is expected to begin in September 2022 with a completion slated for March of 2023. All right. I like it. Poor Ridge. More bottling, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I would say give Barstown a run for the money, but we, uh, we've we seen what, what goes on there. I've never seen this place. Well, we at least shop them out. Maybe we can get some... There we go. Get some leverage against Barstown. No, I'm kidding. Get, get a nickel off per case. Like, bluegrass will do it for 30 cents less a case. <laughs> They'll be like, bye-bye. See you later. Like, yeah, go to that poor ridge. <laughs> well, speaking of Barstown Bourbon Company... They are, actually right now, their own distillate is starting to reach maturity, and that's going to come in their new forthcoming Origin series. That's going to be their new release that's coming. That means, however, the Fusion series is preparing to take a rest from the shelf. 
So Fusion 8 is now available at the Bardstown Bourbon Company gift shop and online across retailers across 20 states. And Fusion 9 will be available later this fall, and that will be the last release. Fusion series releases combine older source whiskey and younger bourbon, which has been distilled and aged by Barstown Bourbon Company, and shows a range of age of mash bills across the blends. The journey of the unique series has been set to see changing flavor profiles as the Barstown Bourbon Company bourbon ages, becoming more prominent in the blends over time as the distillery has established itself as a major player in the industry. Both Fusion 8 and Fusion 9 feature four-year-old bourbon from Barts and Bourbon Company, the oldest yet to be released by the brand. Yeah, I'm ex- this is a good move because I'm excited for Bartstown to release their origin series. So hopefully people can move on and rest in peace, Sprouse and Squid, <laughs> after that. Yep. I mean, it's, you're right. As soon as Bartstown, like they come out with their own brand and people can start seeing like what six-year bar sounds taste like i think people will start changing their tune about always chasing after mgp but who knows we, we could be completely wrong on that as well i don't think we'll be wrong but yeah i i, it's, I think it's we've hard seen to shake. the crystal bar but we we were early on well not early on but two years ago or three i can't remember when we started working with them two <laughs> two and a half years three years ago yeah something like that it was funny people were asking me this whole trip they're like tell me the story and so i start and then i get Next to my head, I was like, did we start like a month before COVID is when we started blending? Or was it during, did we release during COVID? It was in I was 2019, like, like yeah. I think it was like early 2019. That's what I was, at. Or, and then we ended no, up late releasing, yeah. we ended up releasing in 2020, sometime Correct, during yes. COVID or right after, something in the middle of COVID. Yeah, a timeline I'll have to sit there and put on a PowerPoint so I can remind myself what it is. Yeah, well, I have to look at our receipts from like, <laughs> is that what it is? For the, you know, from bottling or buying barrels or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. So this is a, a pretty cool new experience that's coming. So this September and October only, you can explore Castle and Keys Distillery in a new light through their limited time experience called Walk the Ruins. This exclusive experience on Wednesdays takes guests on an, a unique journey through the site, culminating with a special tasting at Warehouse B, which is the longest warehouse of its kind in the world. At the end of the experience, guests will have the opportunity to purchase a bottle of Castle and Key Small Batch Bourbon. The Walk the Ruins experience is now available and can be booked online via their website. I'll be honest, the first time I saw this, I was like, ooh, a new experience in October? I thought that was going to be like a ghost thing or like a haunted house. Corn maze. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, Castle and Key Park... Par- I mean, it's their property, right? So, I mean, yeah. it's pretty awesome. I mean, it if you haven't awesome. been, it's, you know, it's worth doing this and you get a bottle of bourbon with it as well, so. But it'd be a lot cooler if they told ghost stories of, like, E.H. Taylor, like, floating around the Wick House, right? You probably don't have to. I bet if you went at night, there's probably... <laughs> it would probably freaking, feel that way. Like, you know, the angels are actually alive there <laughs> at that... Maybe they're demons. Just demons kind of floating around there. I don't know. All right, Maybe. last. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. You just don't want to hear things running around in the middle of the night in the middle of a dark warehouse. It's not like it's no. I can tell you. Unless it's right. mice. Yeah, it usually is. That's why I got the cats on property. Every distillery has a cat. Mm-hmm. So one day we might have to get a cat. Guess if we get a distillery. We'll have to see. It's a $30 million question. So many spirit bottles are on the chopping block right now in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So retailers, wholesalers, and producers are uniting to, quote-unquote, nip the plan in the bud. 
citing cleanup efforts to combat the litter problem in both states to accelerate the litter cleanup efforts along roadways and in parks in response to the NIP bans that are part of a campaign called Pick Up Mass. In Rhode Island, meanwhile, beverage alcohol retailers are participating in local trash cleanups in response to efforts to ban NIPs statewide. State lawmakers introduced Bill H704 this year seeking a ban on sales of any beverage alcohol containers less than 100 milliliters. So depending on a store's location, NIP sales average between 7% to 15% of a store's overall sales. And Rob Mellion, who's the vice chairman of government affairs at American Beverage Licensees and president of the Massachusetts Package Store Association, says that the ban is not the answer. It moves the sales into another community and people will just bring them right back. The ban just hurts the local retailer. And if there is a statewide ban, people will go to New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, or New York to get it. The real issue is that we have to collectively address litter and it has to be sustained. We need the government to work with the private industry and not just the private industry working alone. Wait a minute. So there's trash on the side of the road and they're trying to reduce they're it down to, to basically to blame an airplane. ML. Yeah, blame an airplane bottles for it. Oh my gosh. Uh, Which people know my feeling on the government. And this, is, <laughs> this is just like completely you know, solidifies it. But anyways, I mean, <laughs> well, it was kind of funny. So I was, like I said, in Ohio this week, I was at a store and the store I was at, I couldn't believe the amount of sleeves of 100 ml fireballs that were rolling through the store in my two hours that I was there. And I kept thinking, and it was funny because we had a conversation and people were going, what are these, what are these people buying all these 100 mls for? And some people said, well, you know, maybe it's a way that they can hide it. It's something that, you know, they just take something. They have it like their desk at work or something like that. I mean, we thought of like the worst possible mm -hmm. case scenarios. But I guess it does. Because we were like, why would you spend more money on that when you know the 750 is right next to it for a cheaper dollar amount? True. I guess you can, you know, pound and throw it away. But I mean... My wife has got a cotton candy sleeve of them, a fireball for <laughs> Christmas. Of course she but did. I don't know. This is reaching. I mean, I would love to see the study that said, okay, out of every trash. There, I mean, there had to been at least, to consider this, there had to be at least 40% airplane bottles compared to everything else to, to make it a law. Because the economics of it just doesn't make sense. Like, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think it makes sense either. But I saw it was in the news, and I figured there's probably a lot of people with like 100 mLs. We've been asked to make airplane bottles and smaller form bottles of I it mean, as well. I mean, I do like 100 mLs when you travel or, I mean, when I play golf, 100 mLs are awesome. When I'm not, I definitely don't go to work and pound 100 ml and throw it out this <laughs> you're not pounding 100 mls of fireball as you're sitting there trying to put seeds in the ground i don't think it's so. not yet but maybe when things get bad but yeah, uh, like i accidentally overseeded everybody's yard today <laughs> you were just getting aeration nope you got seed today <laughs> but uh yeah and is it weird that every time you say somebody mentions rhode island I just think of dumb and dumber it's like <laughs> I guess not. I mean, if that's what it leads into you, when I was traveling through Ohio from Toledo to Cleveland, I kept on seeing signs yeah. for Sandusky and right. I just kept thinking of Tommy Boy. Yeah. Ohio does, I mean, Ohio does scream Tommy Boy to me and Rhode Island's definitely dumb and dumber. Callahan Auto, best brake pads in the business. <laughs> that's right. Providence, right. I think Providence, where butt cuts originated. <laughs> yeah. It's where the, uh, the van just starts 
floating down the street or floating down the, the road. Where Petey, Petey's located. <laughs> Pretty bird. Pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this Bourbon News. Take with us. We'll be right back with some Bourbon Release News. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. Hey everybody, Bourbon Release News coming at you, and we actually got, to be honest with you, we got quite a bit, a lot more than I thought we were going to kind of have through here, so let's uh, let's get into it. So the first headline that we had is that the fourth Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series, it may be the easiest way to taste your way through a rickhouse. The name is called BRT, and this was given to the expressions because of its influence or consistent practice of hand barrel rotation. So BRT stands for hand barrel rotation apparently so the temperature and basically saying that the consistent practice of the rotation and the temperature that it has on their whiskey it made is made to be enjoyed as a pair so brt01 is inspired by the tasting notes found at the hotter top of the rickhouse and brt02 is inspired by the tasting notes on the bottom floors of the rickhouse together they give the unique opportunity to experience where the characteristics that are responsible for the original maker's mark come from so they can reach a new level of understanding of the whiskey and both have a proof of proof of 109.4. Yeah, there's still like magic elves and makers that move <laughs> these, moving barrels. these barrels. I mean, how many times we've we been there, never seen one barrel moved. And I've been there at least four times. Unless it's never, just a second, anybody. Just a second shift job. <laughs> Maybe. They're the ones fighting the ghosts at night. Right. Yeah, those haunted <laughs> angels that are they're like gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Been there at least a handful so is of this, times. Do you think this is the last Jane Bowie project? I, I would say that this, yeah, because all this has been well under, you know, the process had started way before Jane and Denny announced their departure. So I'd imagine this, who knows, there might be another one. But for honestly, when you think about this one, the the wood finishing series here, this isn't, this isn't like a, a crazy thing where it's, utilizing something a crazy finish or anything all they're doing is taking barrels that are in two different parts of the warehouse and putting them in a bottle and so you can tell the difference which is a great experiment for anybody that just wants to understand what a probably a hotter bourbon is going to taste like versus a not as hot bourbon if you're getting from the top floors versus the bottom but the interesting thing is they both have the same exact proof so maybe they were rotated uh, at one point yeah here's what happens when we take a top and mix it with the bottom and the bottom with the top. 
come to the same <laughs> proof and <laughs> here you go. Yeah, because if they were going to do this, they had to think about this experiment a long, long time ago to not move things for at least, what, four to six years? And now they're coming around going, well, well, these barrels are already moved, but we're just going to take these ones off the top, these ones off the bottom, and you'll see what it's like. But that's what I was saying. Is like, I don't know if this was predetermined four to six years ago. Who knows? Did I saw Denny and her talking at Burnfest, but we were too busy talking to people. But did they announce where they were doing? Or So the only thing that's been announced that they're going to go and do their own brand. That's as okay, far as I know. It. That's as far as I know. Right, so Denny and Jane. Yep. Rare Denny and Jane. <laughs> where they're getting their money from, their barrels, everything like that is up to up to discussion. But I'm sure we will find that out in the upcoming weeks slash months or something like that. I would imagine they can't go too long without releasing something, considering it's their full time job. I would I would think so. Gotta have Probably some Ross and Squid bourbon coming. <laughs> <up>. Why not? <laughs> So, Brownwater Spirits, they're the maker of O.H. Ingram's River Age series. They're announcing their second ever release of its flagship bourbon, Ingram River Age Premier Spirit. Or actually, it's called it's called flagship bourbon. It's so weird because usually, you know, your flagship is like your everyday thing that goes out there, but they flip it on the side. And so, their flagship is their premier one. Anyway, uh, so inside well, of the... It, is a, it has to do with the boat, I guess. Boat it does. It does. And it's inside of the only floating bear house in the world, uh, barrel house in the world, excuse me, of O.H. Ingram's River Age barrels of whiskey. They spend their years exposed to the climate of constant motion of the Mississippi River. And this unique aging combines the tradition and innovation. The motion of the river ensures that the whiskey never stops working, creating an extraordinary spirit that tastes mature beyond its years. They call it Mellowed on the Mississippi, and you can see full details about their unique aging on their website. It's bottled at 100 proof, and the flagship bourbon is an annual limited release and only available in select markets, and each barrel of bourbon that comprises the flagship is personally curated by its founder, Hank Ingram, which we had an honor of meeting this past weekend as well. Yeah. In, in real the life. show, met him in person. Very nice guy. Nice guy. And we like him, mm-hmm. and we like the whiskey, so. He was saying he's even got more barges coming in. He's running room. He's running out of room on his first barge. So they're gonna have a second barge come in. He's gonna. He's his rick houses are growing slash floating. Well, hopefully the river keeps moving up and down <laughs> for him. Just need a little bit of rain. Make sure you just don't bottom out there. It hadn't been moving much. It's been well. I guess it's been dropping. It hadn't rained in a while. See, that's what I was saying. I was like, I've I've seen down at like Lake Cumberland, and those boats just start sitting in the dirt after a while if you don't. Get them out of there, and you start the, the 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 level just starts dropping too. Yep, they lower that dam in the water. It's just same with I'm sure the Mississippi's real low now right now, but spring will go up. So, I guess you get the. I bet those uh, flagship barrels will be great next year. Can't wait! Can't wait! Can't wait! So here's somebody we've never really talked about on the show, but I've seen some of their bottles around, and this is apparently California's largest whiskey producer, and it's called Redwood Empire Whiskey. And they're announcing the release of batch number two of its Rocket Top Straight Rye Whiskey and its Grizzly Beast Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So Red Redwood Empire Bottled and Bond Rocket Top Straight Whiskey. Uh, this is a mash bill of 87% rye, 5% wheat, 5% malted barley, and 3% corn. So it's a four grain. And it's named for the 365-foot coastal redwood tree that's reminiscent of a bottle rocket in Humboldt Redwood State Park. 
in the Redwood Empire Bottled and Bond Grizzly Beast Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This has a mash bill of 66% corn, 23% rye, 7% wheat, and 4% barley. Yet another four grain, and this gets its name from two giants. Grizzly Giant, which is a giant sequoia in Yosemite National Park, and Matola, I think Matola Beast, a massive 375-foot coastal redwood in Humboldt Redwood State Park as well. Both of these are in the Bottled and Bond collection. It will be available for a limited select time at retailers in the U.S. with a SRP of $90 each. I have seen these bottles popping up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I keep, yeah. I keep seeing them, but I haven't had them. Yeah, it's just some interesting uh, mash bills and whatnot, but I do love Redwoods. They're freaking amazing if you haven't seen one in person. They're, you know, me, I'm a nature guy. You are the nature I'm, guy. I mean, they're... They're as wide as our house. Some of them, it's it's impressive. I, I guess I get more. Too bad than, you can't make barrels out of them. That's true. My wife really wants to go and do like the Yosemite and kind of like natural natural national parks and tour and stuff like she that. She does. But yeah, she does. Oddly, uh, oddly enough, she does. She like nature hiking. She wants to do like get the RV and travel cross country and do the national park thing. So if I have to get the RV, I know what's going to happen. Is I'm the one stuck driving it damn thing the right. entire time they'll be just like hanging on the back sleeping and doing whatever and playing be like robert de niro and jinx is in the back yeah pretty in much. The toilet. <laughs> that's what it's gonna feel like we're like what's going on back there y'all having fun without me yeah so hirsch is announcing its release of its latest innovation called the bivouac it's a kentucky straight bourbon so Bivouac, and that's exactly how it's pronounced is what it says on here, is defined as a temporary camp, alluding to a way of travel only meant for those who truly immerse themselves in nature. I guess it's kind of playing on the whole <laughs> thing we just talked about. Uh, honoring the original Hirsch trailblazer, trailblazer, A.H. Hirsch, who set out to create the gold standard of American whiskey. The Bivouac is a custom mash bill inspired by the legendary A.H. Hirsch 16-year-old reserve, a testament to his legacy and the Hirsch brand's Pursuit of Liquid Excellence. The distilled in Bardstown, Kentucky, which is the world capital of bourbon, the Bavouillac combines two straight bourbons carefully curated to appeal to those seeking rounded flavors. 95% of the blend is distilled of a mash bill of 74% corn, 18% rye, and 8% malted barley, and 5% is distilled from a high malted barley mash aged for at least eight years for added complexity. If they don't give the entire mash bill there. It is 100 proof, and it's going to be retailing for a grand total of $55. Yeah. I think y'all sound like Bavoodoos. What is it called? Bavuyak. 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 Huh. Interesting. Camp. Okay. Yeah. I, I've had some of those old Hershes, and it's just hard to relate this new Hersh with the old Hersh, but... I mean, I you can't. I can relate. It's the same name. It's the same. I mean, it's the same well, way that people try to relate. Name. It's the same way people just try to relate uh, Pappy to the old Pappy. Yeah, I know. But the bottle's different. You know, everything's different. It just it's yeah, that's true. This yeah. is a completely different source. Completely, the bottle looks a lot different too. But I don't think the six year the the AR Church they were talking about would come out with a bourbon called Booyaki or whatever. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you don't think the original founder kind of thought that? You don't think they were digging out their old notebook and they're like, what's this word? Is this Latin for camp? Yeah. This trailblazer was like, hmm, you know, I bet we're going to call our camp Booyaki or whatever it's called. Probably like oh, tripped sorry. and hurt his knee and go, ah, Booyak. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, damn this babooyak. <laughs> right. I don't know. Let's keep going. Our ter- jokes are terrible tonight. I know. They're bad. So Woodford Reserve, they've announced a new limited edition bottle as a part of its annual distillery series called the Honey Barrel Finish. So this new product is the Woodford Reserve bourbon finished in barrels that once, what do you think it's stored? <laughs> it's not Bavuyak. It's not Bavuyak, I can tell you <laughs> it's that. It's not right. the campground, AHR's <laughs> campground. So Woodford Reserve, they loaned some of their freshly dumped barrel bourbon barrels to a local honeybee farmer in Woodford County. That farmer then aged his honey in the barrels. The barrels returned later to Woodford, where they then refilled it with bourbon. So the honey barrel finishes. No way. <laughs> this is literally word for word of the press release. Like, it's just like like <laughs> the most basic common steps. So the honey barrel finish is available in 375s at 90.4 proof and is available at a price of $60 at the gift shop and select Kentucky retailers. This is surprising that you see someone like Brown Foreman and Woodford Reserve latch on to like something that I mean, it's, it was, it was done part. very well from, you know, uh, the Greenbrier Nelson Greenbrier. place. I mean, uh, what was it? Belmead, the Belmead yeah. Honey Barrel. It was incredible. It was really good. But it is amazing to see Brown Foreman and Woodford replicate this and then put out a press release and try to sound like it's something unique. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, what's fascinating about it. <laughs> this is, and I removed all the quotes because it's, you know, that's all everybody that, no, you should the top please dogs. Read some, please read a quote. Well, I mean, it's it's talks about like this is Woodford's continual drive for innovation and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> this is an innovation. Like this is yeah. It, it reminds me of kind of so if you're in yeah, the tech Nula's world, has been doing this and <laughs> yeah. So in the tech world, this is kind of what happens: is that you let all the startups go figure out and go and do all the crazy experiments and see if anything's going to work, and then if it does then you utilize your engineering resources as a big company to either A, buy and acquire the other one, or you just go and replicate it because you know it's a known product. And so that's exactly what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, this is they, like Google Drive when they're thinking about Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dropbox yeah. already created and Google Drive is like, wait a minute, we've been innovating this uh, new technology where you can cloud save your files. We did it. <laughs> that's know. probably what they're thinking. I think, but I even like when they were like, it was it was dumped. We gave it to a local bee farmer. They gave it back. We filled it with bourbon. Like they didn't even say like who the bee farmer was. Like they could at least like give them a little recognition and figure out like oh was this you know this very uh, you know handcrafted type of bee? Is there a certain type of bee? Are they helping save the environment? Now it was just like we just gave them to a bee farmer. Yeah, it's I expected more. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Catching on. So Must be re- following the Facebook forums. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we see everybody else doing it. Why might as well do it? Too. I mean, fuck, it's the same thing with toasted. Everybody else did toasted. We'll do this. So I guess that's gonna yep. be our next thing is like, if we don't if we don't have a honey release, are we really a whiskey company? <sighs> I know. I was thinking about the other day. Cause a lot of people like the honey and maple, and I was like, I just can't do it. I don't know. I can't do it. Can't can't steep that low to just even though join people in the rest it. of them. And I'm sure Woodford will come out next week and say, "Guess what? We're doing a maple release. <laughs> yeah. Innovation. <laughs> we gave them to a maple farmer. He put maple <laughs> right. syrup in them. We sent it, it to Vermont, <laughs> and 
ran the whiskey through the tubes and then put it back in. Uh, gosh, I should stop. All right, yeah. next topic. All right, so Redemption Whiskey. They have announced the latest release and their latest addition to the brand's specialty series called Redemption Sir Lee Straight Rye Whiskey. So Redemption Sir Lee was created utilizing a first-of-its-kind whiskey-making technique that's inspired by the French Surly winemaking process and designed to add layers of complexity and roundness. This whiskey innovation begins with a Redemption Rye's pre-prohibition rye mash bill, which boasts a rye content of 95%. <laughs> I know. No. I can't. I couldn't keep oh, it together man. there either. It's like it's like watching like a comedian just like break on stage. I, I, as soon as you started, as soon as you said Redemption, I was like, okay, what MGP product are they pushing? Or Ross and Squibb. And then you say pre-provision 95. Uh, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> so Redemption then added a flavorful back set that comes off the still during distillation called the Whiskey Lees into yeah, the barrel. I'm sure they had really control of the process. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said. They add these Whiskey Lees into the barrels before aging. I don't even know what that means. So by periodically rotating the barrels during the aging process, the Lees the whiskey continually interact and naturally infuse the whiskey with even more flavor. The bottle design, which we Did you talked say about, leaves lees like L E E S. That's because it's called the whiskey lees. I don't know. It's that's what they said. They add flavorful back set that comes off the still during distillation. And that's what they call the whiskey lees. It's the first time I've heard of this as well. Okay. And they add yeah, that into the going. Barrels. This is, this is incredible. All right, but keep the going. back set is just mash, isn't it? Isn't that just mash? Well, it's what's left over at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Because usually that's the sour mash you typically leave for the next run right. to help to balance the pH levels and stuff. But now anyway, we call it Lee's. Now we know it's called Whiskey Lee's. So the bottle design features a silk screen label and metallic accents, artistically explains Sir Lee's ground baking process, beautifully showcasing how the old world winemaking process was applied to transform the whiskey. So Redemption Sir Lee Straight Rye Whiskey is a very limited release, 94 proof, available in New York, Delaware, Florida, California, Texas, and Massachusetts, starting on October 1st, and while supplies last, with a suggested retail price of $60. Well, if Diageo's going to sue them over <laughs> that's package, what I, that's, I, was, I was about to say, as soon as they like, does it look anything design. like them? But, I mean, they're using the same exact whiskey as Bullet Rye and Redemption Rye. Um, I can't help myself on this one. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, because we did. We talked about it last week that they got sued and they have to go do this. So I guess while the injunction or the arguments still go, they're going to keep producing and shipping out stuff. It's probably the smartest idea to get rid of all the bottles they have now so they can get it out right. because before they have to basically scrap it and start with something new. Who knows? Who knows? But it is the same exact whiskey as Bullet Rye. But now it's called Whiskey Lee's. But it's also pre-prohibition style, if you didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I don't think ever, Larry ever saw was pre-prohibition. We should <laughs> probably fact with check it. that. We should fact check that with somebody. If if 95.5 is really a pre-prohibition style or not, I have no idea. I don't think so, because most people, rye does not grow very well in the I mean, maybe in the northern states, but still corn grows better. So I still would think they had a majority corn or close to a lower rye content than a 95.5. Yeah. If I just had to guess, sorry. Yeah. Thinking and, through agriculture terms. And everybody's thinking, it's like, why is it a 100% rye? I mean, we like New Rift does 100% rye. Some other people do, but. Woodenville does. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. But that 5% malted barley is there for enzyme and 
purposes to help break down right. stuff. So it's not necessarily just for flavor. So, so for the first time ever, Chicken Cock Whiskey, known as the famous old brand, will release 15 barrels of its limited edition private casks in honor of National Bourbon Heritage Month. This is handpicked by master distiller Greg Snyder. The casks contain Chicken Cock Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, which has been aged for seven years. They had their first release at Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and this is now going to be available at select retailers in eight states of Connecticut, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, South Carolina, and Wisconsin, and has a price tag of $130. Yeah, used to be $10 a year. Now it's uh, almost 20 for... That's what it gets to. Yeah. I Welcome know. to the new bourbon world. Well, let's keep going here. So... This one, this is a bourbon that we, I mean, we love, like we can't get enough of it. We've only, and I say we can't get enough of it. No, it's literally because you can't get enough of it. And so Blade and Bow is re-releasing their highly sought after 22-year-old Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So this bourbon is released annually in September, just in time for National Bourbon Heritage Month. And during this month-long celebration, Blade and Bow pays homage to the craftsmanship, history, and tradition that Stutzelweller Distillery represents to the bourbon industry. Consumers can try the 22-year-old for themselves year-round at the Garden and Gun Club at the Stitzelweller Distillery. And the 22-year-old tasting experience includes one ounce of Blade & Bow's 22-year-old and handcrafted terrain glass alongside a signature wool tartan bag. And Blade & Bow and Amble Pen and tasting note guides as well. Blade & Bow 22-year-old Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is now available in the following markets. California, Colorado, D.C., Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, New Jersey, North Carolina, Oregon, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and... At this, it's a Willow Distillery, bottled at 90 proof, 92 proof, and has a price tag of $500. Well, I mean, that 22-year-old is always really good. I'm assuming. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah, never. I mean, we've tried it a few times, and every time I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and $500 is probably fair. I mean. Oh, hell, sure. Yeah, it's it's. Actually, it's it's price right. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't need to pay off my mortgage this month, right? We'll just keep punting that a little right. bit. Yeah, we'll just keep drinking Blade Bow twenty two year. Yeah, I don't need a car payment. It's fine. So, historic whiskey brand Fortuna Bourbon is set to re-enter the market for the first time in over fifty years. Operating from the late eighteen hundreds until the mid nineteen sixties, Fortuna was once a prolific and known brand throughout America. After shuttering their doors in the dark days of whiskey, the brand is now being revitalized for a new generation of whiskey lovers. Fortuna is being revitalized and sorry, revived by the people behind Rare Character, an emergent brand founded in 2021 by industry veterans Pablo Mo and Peter Nevenglowski. Joining them in 2022 is Andy Shapira, an industry expert who gained invaluable experience and insight while working and growing up in his family's three-generation legacy business over at Heaven Hill. Fortuna was originally founded by Phil Hollenbach, a German immigrant in the late 1800s, and Hollenbach found success in Kentucky by bringing, quote-unquote, a taste of good fortune to all of his remarkable bourbons. Through extensive research, including correspondence with members of the Hollenbach family, the iteration of the brand aims to recreate the essence of Fortuna at its peak in the 1880s, down to the branding, the bottles, and the bourbon itself. The whiskey is a blended Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 102 proof, aged a minimum of six years, and has a price tag of $85. Yeah, there seems to be this trend of uh, resurrecting old labels and throwing new whiskey in. I don't I don't know that I necessarily like it. I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's, there's, you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. Like, it's kind of cool to see the kind of throwback aspect of it, but 
if you think about it, it's it's, it's like it's, it's not like the, what, that brand. It's like do something unique with it. I don't know. That's that's my thing. I are you trying to? I'm just it, tired of. You're trying to equate it to like how people don't have any original ideas for movies, so all they do is just keep recreating old movies. Yeah. I mean, the only exception is the new Top Gun. I'll give, but <laughs> give that one a I'm, pass. I don't know. It's just like. The, these brands that they're resurrecting were totally something totally different back in the day. And then what they're putting in now is a totally different. And the people behind it are different. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't like it. I don't think. Yeah. And actually I heard some of the, the background about how this label. And the whiskey may it. be great. I don't know. It's oh, just, I'm sure it is. It's six year heaven hill probably. It's gotta be fantastic. And I heard a, it actually lapsed in its, trademark or you know basically registered trademark and so somebody went just and picked it up and said okay now it's mine yeah i mean you know these brands had their story it's like create your own story with it you know i don't know that's that's much just my feeling that's uh that's fair that's fair i mean i don't think we're, this is not gonna be the end of it it's understandable oh, i mean no. heaven hills these damn maryland riser you <laughs> yeah. know going crazy and then <laughs> Which, Night. I mean, you look at it like it's a cool nod, it's a cool throwback, but you're right. You have these old whiskey labels and all this sort of stuff, but yeah, the, the juice doesn't match the label in regards of something that was old or whatever, uh, which is like, I had the chance to actually stop at Brad Bonds's place at Revival on the way back from Ohio as well, and like got to see some really old bottles, and that kind of gets you energized yeah. and look at it, and if you see the same exact thing and it's just all the new stuff in there... Maybe maybe it does kind of devalue the the essence of the dusty. Well, it's just like I don't know. It if you're gonna come out with something and you're using an old label, I just feel like you need to make it your own label and create new history. Those are old labels, and they did what they did, and it I don't know, just create create something new. I would say the only time it's okay to do that. If you look at something like Kentucky Allen Dixon Deadman, like because that was well, sure. his yeah, family but... and his thing. This is just yeah, I mean, you're right. There's uh what was it? Remember like Fern Creek Bourbon a few years ago? Yep. Um, you know, that what came out. Yeah, that was just a an old label that was kind of just redone and stuff like that. So I mean but people eat it up. There is a there is a nostalgic factor to it, so I can understand. Sure. Yeah. I get it, but I don't get it. Well, We'll taste it one day, and we'll we'll be like, all right. Well, at least oh, it's, I'm sure at least, it's, at least it's good whiskey. I know the whiskey's great because I know Pablo, Andy, you know, good whiskey everywhere. The whiskey's gonna be fantastic. I just I'd rather than Fortuna do Pablo and Andy show on the label. Yeah. You know, like I like what he does with Rare Character. I think he does yeah, a exactly. fantastic job with that. And I think it's a, a very individual. I think he can make his own story other than Fortuna, or I don't know. Well. Maybe. I'm sure this is not a one-trick pony for him. I'm sure he's got a lot of st cool stuff up his sleeve, too. Yep, totally. So let's do it. This is the last news article for the night or the day or the drive or the run or the mowing the grass, whatever you're doing right now. Maybe you're seeding and you can listen to this. But the <laughs> So the last drop, Distillers of London, is continuing its quest for curating and creating the world's most rarest and most remarkable spirits with the latest release of its second, second signature blend, which is release number 28, the last drop signature blend of Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys. Or sorry, signature blend of Kentucky straight whiskeys. It doesn't actually say bourbon, but we'll kind of get into this. Created by master 
blender Drew Maysville over at Sazerac. He's a founding member of the Last Drop Assembly's panel of spirits of industry experts. This bespoke spirit comprises a blend of vintage straight bourbon and rye whiskeys. That's why it's not its bourbon there. So it's a blend of the two. Since becoming Sazerac's master blender in 2004, Drew has cultivated a dream of curating an ultra-rare whiskey for the most discerning of connoisseurs. To achieve this, he began preserving extremely small quantities of his favorite whiskeys at Buffalo Trace to fulfill this vision. He was confident that using his lifetime of expertise, knowledge, and his masterful palate, combined with this incredible liquids that are available to him, he could make a unique and unparalleled blend. To bring this vision for the last drop to life, Drew blended vintage whiskeys that he had been saving since he joined the Buffalo Trace Distillery team. He tasted more than 40 different vintage bourbon and rye whiskeys, creating multiple combinations of these spirits before arriving at the final masterpiece that bears his signature. It's bottled at 121.1 proof. Sorry, 121.4 proof. And Drew left this high proof blend uncut and unfiltered to maximize its flavor and complexity. The resulting liquid is a celebration of the art of blending, allowing the individual components to shine while creating a majestic hole that is truly remarkable and impossible to replicate. Each bottle of the Last Drop Signature Blend of Kentucky Straight Whiskeys is individually numbered and bears Drew's physical signature. As with all recent Last Drop bottlings, it is artfully contained in a bespoke bottle that suspends midair in an oak frame, held within a signature green leather case alongside a 50 milliliter miniature for private enjoyment. It also has a certificate of bottling and a pocket-sized tasting book. There is only 1,458 bottles that will be released worldwide and available in the U.S. starting October of 2022, and a suggested retail price of $4,000. I got to, there I'm the environmentalist in Rhode Island, pissed at them. They're pissed about 100 mLs. They're going to be really pissed about 50 mLs. Because I'm sure people were buying $5,000 bottles or $4,000 bottles <laughs> yeah. and be like, damn, we don't need this little mini. Chuck that 50 mL. <laughs> I wish they would have put more information about the actual whiskeys he used, but I'm sure yeah. it's pretty good. The cool thing is, is that he left it at barrel proof, so which is not usual for these last drops. So, yeah, I mean, Trur's obviously a fantastic blender. I mean, he's done amazing things. That I mean, he's had great whiskey, and I think this will be a really good whiskey because leaving something at barrel proof and Drew's talent, I think this will be really good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't try to be like, hey, y'all got a sample bottle for us? I didn't try to do that. Didn't want to. They did give us one of that. What was it? Like the 30 year or that? It was the, that was, was, yeah, it was the Buffalo Trace 1980. That's what that Yeah, that was good. Yeah. One of the better whiskeys I did want to be. I was like, damn, this is good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You want to dislike everything about them, but they make some fantastic whiskey is the they problem just put it right back in your face They're like not this not today ryan not happening i don't know it's like gotta keep sucking up so i can get some of those sure. anyways all right well that's gonna do it for this week in bourbon that was a lot of stuff to go through there's a lot more releases that we had talked about in a while so a lot of a lot of good things that are coming that must this mean fall first day of fall yeah you know, it's it's well, second season. day i guess if you're listening to this on friday that's how it is man well, cool. Well, I guess happy fall, everybody. Thank you once again for everybody that came out in the state of Ohio. Thanks for everybody that came out at Kentucky Bourbon Festival. It was fantastic meeting you all, and hopefully uh, yes, it was. you enjoyed some of the great whiskey, too. Yes, it was all good things, and uh, we'll see you next week, I'm sure, with some more news and some more uh, releases. Well, I guess we should probably promote it as well as that we'll be at Doc Crow's on Monday oh, right. as well. Yeah, so we'll Doc be... Crow's and 
But on Monday, the 26th, we will be at Doc Crow's doing, once again, bottle signings and stuff like that. So if you're listening to this, you're in the Louisville area, or happen to be passing by, please love to be able to see Want you. some barbecue. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some barbecue chips and nachos, and we'll just all share them together. It is one of the better appetizers in town, so. See? Let's go ahead and do that. Pair that with Pursue United and call it night. No, we should do that. All right. So if you come, there will be there will be Pursuit United and barbecue nachos there. <laughs> Hands down. Match made in heaven. Yep. All right. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles.